3: I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little... odd. This is the...
2: A third of yours will be reduced to a burned
0: out cinder hey everybody welcome to oddcast movies music and gaming here with me on this very special episode because every every episode
3: is very special. It's dreadful Dan. Hello Dan. Hiya, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. And how are you? Very good, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to another uh, scintillating chat with you on an <laughs> odd thing. On an odd thing.
0: Well, today's one is very odd for a variety of reasons. Um, and Dan, it's about to get hot in here because we are going to be talking about Hotline Miami. So there you go. That's a little taste of, uh, of Hotline Miami, which was, uh, which is a game, uh, if people don't know, that was released in uh, 2012 originally. Um, but to be fair, it's been released on pretty much every platform uh, since then. Um, I think it was first released just on, on Windows um, originally. Um, it's known as a bit of an indie darling in terms of the uh, gaming scene. Um, but Dan, uh, have you heard anything about this game beforehand, uh, what's your background with it, or is it just the fact that I've told you to <laughs> doing it for this episode?
3: Essentially, yes. You told me, and I complied, um, <laughs> by watching a few walkthroughs, uh, <laughs> listening to a bit of the soundtrack. Got to say, I would have, would have loved to have played this game, really liked what I saw. Um, that little sound clip you played there at the beginning, you know, I think that says everything. It says to me, excess, because... <laughs> It's very in your face. It's mm. kind of sexy, but it was also mm. pretty violent. Um, mm. Sounds there of, of blood being splattered, bones crunched, shotguns fired. And I think that's mostly what appealed to me. Yeah. I do like some violence in games, but I also like my old games. Yeah. I'm, I, I basically stopped gaming in the uh, mid 90s. Mm. And <laughs> anything that kind of harkens back to that era um is very appealing. So I liked that whole like top down look. Yeah. I liked the I did did still bleed into the very early PS1 days. So I did see and enjoy that whole um Grand Theft Auto vibe. Yes, true. Um yeah. Uh, but yeah everything about like the look appealed to me. Everything about the music very much appealed to me as well, as you yeah. can imagine. So yeah, yeah I thought looks great. Yeah, it does look great. It's it was one of those games that
0: um when it got released, uh, I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Um, and it, it. I basically got it as soon I think um, it got released on uh, the PSP. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I think it might be the first time I played it because um, I didn't really have like a gaming PC, not that you really need one to play a game like this. Um, and yeah, there's a Hotline Miami 1 and 2. And yeah, I played both of these on Sony's handheld and it was the perfect kind of game. Um, for that. So what is it? So Hotline Miami, yeah, top down shooter. Um, it's by two guys. Uh, I'm gonna, I think they're Swedish, but I'm going to have real trouble saying the name. Jonathan Soderstrom and Dennis, uh, Vedin, um, uh, Denaton games, which is, um, Dennis and Jonathan. They basically put their names together. Denaton games. Uh, which is great. Um, It was published by Devolver Digital, which are one of my favorite games publishers, especially indie-wise, because they're always doing weird and wonderful stuff. Um, And Hotline Miami is like a perfect example of the kind of thing that Devolver do. Uh, And yeah, as I said, it's released on 23rd of October, apparently 2012 for Microsoft Windows. Um, It basically is uh, about, it's kind of like this surreal weird experience set in the 80s i think specifically 1989 um miami yeah. um and the guy the main guy who people refer to as jacket um is basically based upon uh drive ryan uh, ryan gosling in drive and apparently just generally the film itself um made quite a big impact on the game and you can you can see that um, and especially with the soundtrack as well, um, which yeah. we'll kind of go on to.
3: The whole aesthetic um, and like visuals of all those kind of like bright neon colors, very much like eighties coin op kind of fonts yeah. being used. Um, so obviously, yeah, I could see that drive, but also I think just like more broadly, you know, all like the vaporwave stuff probably. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's around at that time. And I, it made me think as well of, uh, I think the episodes that we first ever did. I don't know if it was odd cast then or what, but we did, um, Miami connection. That's right. Yeah. Even that, I thought it's a little bit of that on, yeah. like 80s in, yeah, soundtrack. Well. Yeah.
0: There's, there's uh one track. I can't remember, but there's specifically one track in particular. I think it's near the end of the game. That sounds like that, um, nighttime fight scene and, uh, the end fight scene where they're in the, basically the park, um, in Miami connection. Uh, yeah, very much, very much so. I don't know if that was part of it or something, but I don't know. But yeah, you know, 80s Miami, Miami Vice and all this stuff. But yeah, those kind of colours, um, because it's quite pastely, but also like it's still quite bright. Um and yeah, very, very colourful, and that's great. And it's basically um it's yeah, as we said, it's top-down. It's kind of like uh you have to do like basically a perfect run. So you walk in usually with no um weapon. And the idea is that you are going into all these different uh, rooms. You're trying to make your way through, and basically, you've got to kill everyone. Um, so you could do that in a variety of ways. You could knock people out by like opening the doors, for instance, um, and then you can and then you have to smash their head basically against the floor or pound them basically until they die. And there is just loads of blood everywhere. Um, and you pick up stuff. You can pick up like baseball bats, um, yeah, knives. You can pick up uh, guns. Um, and all this, and you go around and you shoot everything. But like, if you get like hit once or whatever, you're dead. But the great thing about the game is, um, and a lot of like rogue likes, which is a term game is used, but um, I would do this in the future is that when you die, you're immediately back at the beginning. So there's no loading time, there's no wait time, there's nothing to like stress you out because you're already straight back into the start. Um, and that is crucial for a game like this because you will dialogue, because you basically, as I said, you've kind of got to get, like, the perfect run. Um, And it's great, and it's very fast, it's very action-heavy, as we said, it's extremely violent, and then it's interspersed within these levels is these weird, surreal, um, like, acid-trip kind of uh, cutscenes, which are all very weird and dreamy, but also, like, the kind of pixelated faces that come up and all this, they all look like dirty and shabby and weird and horrible and gross. Um, yeah. And it just looks great. It's got a really fucking cool, weird aesthetic to it.
3: Yeah, um, it's like neo laughing thing. Yeah. Remind me a little bit of the, like, in Streets of Rage as well. Yeah. <laughs> that thing of, like, the shadowy syndicate. Who are these people? Mm. Crime going on in Miami. Yeah, definitely. I, I loved those cutscenes. I thought they were really cool. And I really liked the the dialogue, yeah. That made like actually made me laugh. Yeah. Cause he's getting these phone calls, isn't he? That mm-hmm. basically uh give him his mission. Yeah. But they're all coded. Or they're yeah. all euphemistic, let's say. They're not coded, but it's kind of like <laughs> I'm looking after some kids and uh they need disciplining. Uh there's a lot of them. Uh, I'm sure you'll be discreet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And that's the thing. You're kind of like, it's not, I've playing this back. I forgot how story heavy it is. Cause to me, it was kind of like the story was a bit like blur. but actually like the story is a absolutely huge part of it. Um, just as much as the actual gameplay itself. But I didn't remember that, um, as much first time round. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I just remember like the quick, fast, you know, combat and all this, but it's actually those creepy scenes and all the stuff in between and around it that actually um, makes it kind of you know, makes it better. Basically, makes it something that lifts it above um, other games. I would say.
3: And those levels, from what I saw, uh, they do look challenging, but they all look quite fairly short. Yeah, um, and actually quite strategic. It's not just like run and smash the buttons till everyone's dead. Yeah. It seems enough to kind of like analyze the patterns of people walking around the room, pick the right, right moment to come in. Are you going to smash the door all the way through or are you going to like kind of hide behind it a bit? So I can see that's quite fun and satisfying. Like It might take you like eight, ten goes to get through it, but each time yeah. you're learning something and you're adapting your strategy for getting through the level
0: yeah that's exactly right and yeah there's things like there'll be like windows so they'll be able to see you through that but at the same time it means you can shoot through them if you've got a gun um for instance things like that and she said yeah like they're all in a pattern like an old school game so there's a stealth element to it as well um a little bit um but for the most part you're it's kind of like there's loads of henchmen you get kind of like bigger dudes i would say that take a few shotgun blasts to the belly before they go down um and there are dogs as well and then you kind of have the odd uh like boss or whatever like a special character um or whatever that you have to fight against um and yeah it's just it's very simple and you're just kind of making your way through it taking these orders going out killing people um and yeah progressing through the story um but yeah, I'll tell you a little bit more about the the production of how it actually um, how it actually came to be. So um, apparently, this is a um, spiritual successor to a game called Super Carnage, um, which one of the guys has been working on since he was eighteen, which is very similar um, top down shoot 'em up. Um, but yeah, apparently it uh, it just got cancelled. But it wasn't until um, that the two of them um, met and the guy Dennis Vedin uh, or Vedin, however you say it who is actually in a synth punk band called fucking werewolf asso um they met up together and they did a a, a promo game um for the band and it was called keyboard keyboard drum set fucking werewolf um, <laughs> and then they did another game called life death island uh which was which was uh, cancelled unfortunately um and so yeah they were like okay we keep it keeps getting cancelled we keep fucking this up basically. Um, so let's go back to Super Carnage because that was quite cool. Um, and then they started developing Hotline Miami. Um, and uh, yeah, so... Um, did Super Carnage cool. come out? No, eventually. no, it was unreleased. I don't know if it came out eventually or if it's been released since. But, or did it yeah. just evolve? Yeah, it just kind of basically. evolved from that. So it sounds as if like the... Um, uh, What's it? Jonathan or whatever showed Dennis and was like, Here's this old game I designed. Maybe we could do something with this. And that Dennis guy was like, yes. <laughs> like, we've like, just seen first. Drive. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he would have <laughs> been. Like, um, and yeah, that was it. Like, um, Drive was a big influence. Apparently, uh, David Lynch was a big influence as well, which you can see. Um, just in the blue velvet esque violence. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but no, the fact that it's kind of like that kind of surreal. And in some of the dialogue as well, you can kind of you could kind of tell, but also like the way that Lynch would use, I'm making this up, They've not said this, um, but also the way Lynch would use like quite banal everydayness and then just have something a little off. Yeah. And that kind of builds up as the game goes along because it starts off fairly normal-ish to a degree and it gets more nightmarish um, as it goes through. And you find out why later, which we'll cut uh, to.
3: Yeah, okay. So that hazy kind of like surreal nature made it feel a bit like again it's kind of contributed to like the woozy 80s miami vibe of like yeah. off his head on too much coke yeah that's
0: definitely part of it um well that's what then the whole thing is like it's all about you know they he gets news clippings and it's talking about oh it's all linked to drugs and all this stuff um so yeah it's definitely part of it uh, what was cool is that Devolver actually opened a phone line in Miami as part of like the promotional thing, yeah. um, and got people to call and leave voice messages of their own. And then uh, apparently, once the game was actually released, they made a trailer using those recordings, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Um, so yeah, so should we get into it a little bit? Um, I guess yeah, like,
3: I'd like- love to know the background of yeah, this deeper story and kind of like where. Where it, all you goes.
0: Know, where it goes? And, and who yeah, are these I three guess, masks? Yes, yeah, people are calling him. Well, the masks. I should I should talk about the masks. So the, the part of it, um, as you're going through these levels, you uh, choose a mask that you can wear, um, and you go through the thing with the mask. But the thing is, the more you play it, the more points you get, the more un- masks you unlock. Um, right. So it actually gives you like a boost to. Um, to your actual gameplay, I've got a list of them here actually because there's loads I had a few of these, but there's loads that I didn't even know about, so you're but
3: initially you can be like what a leopard a horse, or a cock uh
0: yes, that's right, yes, so the cock, the rooster is your it's the default kind of mask It's right. the, it's the I don't know if you want to call it the cannon mask that he's wearing doing all this stuff um and that doesn't grant any special abilities it's just a mask. you've got the owl one. Um, and then apparently you, know, you get that. I'm not going to go through all these in great detail, but you get these by obtaining like a high score in certain things or whatever. Um, and then uh, the l one apparently just highlights unlockable masks and puzzle pieces, whatever that means. Wisdom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tony, the tiger, um, uh, you get faster executions, and lethal punches, which I think I used a lot. If I remember, cause I think I got that one. Um, Aubrey, who's a pig, um, spawns more guns. Uh, nice. Don Juan who's a horse um, slamming doors into enemies will kill them can be quite useful Graham the rabbit walk fast you just get faster um, Dennis the wolf um, you always start with a knife at the beginning of the level very useful George the giraffe look further so you can look further when you hold down uh, one of the <laughs> buttons you'll be able to see more of the level um, Ted the dog the dogs don't attack which after a while um, is actually very useful because some of those dogs can get be a right pain Rufus the Elephant, um, you won't die when you're hit by the first bullet. So that can obviously wow. really help you as well. Um, Rami the Camel, extra ammo. So you get a third more bullets to your magazine. Uh, William the Monkey, uh, Rip and Steal. Um, you steal the uh, enemy's weapons when you perform a standing execution. Um, Peter the Unicorn, quiet gunshots, <laughs> means it reduces the amount of noise. Sometimes <laughs> when you shoot people, everyone will just come, bam, 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 and running in, because they've obviously heard you do it. Sack the frog, longer combo window, uh, window. So, combos, the more people you kill in a short space of time, you um, get a combo, um, your points go up, blah, blah, blah. So, um, he makes the combo multiplier last a bit longer. Uh, Oscar the mole, just darkness. The game gets a dark red filter. Rick the fox, good shot. Um, enemies will always die in one bullet. Um, apparently, you can also get better accuracy one as well. I don't know what that means. Um, Brandon the panther, walk faster. You can go even faster than you would be able to already with the other mask. Charlie the Octopus, more melee weapons. It spawns more melee weapons, obviously. Louis the Chameleon, hard to spot. Makes Jacket harder to be detected. Phil the Fish, French translation. It makes a bad translation of all the dialogue to French, which is quite funny. <laughs> That's great. Nigel the Bat, reverse controls. So you have reverse walking controls. Um, I know people love that kind of thing. L the Warrior, survived two bullets you can survive two bits before you die. Wow. Jones, the alligator, more gore, makes, it, makes loads more blood on the screen. Carl, How many of these are there? There's, I'm almost done. Carl, the locust, grasshopper, start with the drill. You get a drill at the beginning of the level. Um, Jake, the cobra, killing throws. You kill enemies when you throw weapons at them. Um, Richter, the rat, you start with a silenced Uzi. It's pretty good. Russell, the bull, raging bull. Apparently this was exclusive to Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Vita, Switch and Stadia you um, get a black and white filter. How did you just say a fetus? Vita, the PS Vita, which is what oh. I had. Um, it was the handheld device. And I thought you
3: there was a fetus mask. No, 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 no. Um, they've almost exhausted the whole of everything that was on Noah's Ark there. Uh, I, was, I, um, <laughs> I
0: mean, you won't get, I'd be very, like you'd have to do it to death to get all 27, those masks or however many there were. Um, I think I had like four or five that I would kind of, choose from
3: um, it's yeah. cool though right because it's good for re- uh, replay if you want to say oh I'm going to get all the different masks this time
0: Or to so get all the masks that it gives you and each one will give you a different experience won't it yeah,
3: um,
0: nice. yeah I so it's little nice. things like that just, Yeah. so it's very simple and can, you know, it's very easy for them to program in um, so let's start let's go into the plot I'm going to try and do my best here um, so we should say like even just turning it on and going into the game it's all like very hazy very synth wavy um, the font doesn't really make sense, um, which is quite cool in itself. You're already kind of in this like, ugh, like drunken stupor. It feels like everything's like, like a wash with um, synth, <laughs> synth wave <laughs> um, and neon almost. Um, and then, yeah, so you come in <clears throat> and there's these three guys sitting there. Um, there's a, a rooster, a horse, I think it is, and an owl. Yeah. Um, and uh, the rooster's just like, they're basically saying like, oh, you're responsible for your own actions. Like, you know, don't you understand yourself? Can't you recognise yourself? All this kind of stuff you don't really recognise, but it's all like very dark. There's all these bits flying around and you're just like, a, you, know, can't, you don't really know what's going on.
3: Um, don't say like, don't you remember what you did?
0: Yeah, exactly. Last, don't you remember what you did? Um, last month or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, and they basically then kind of get a flashback um, to you uh, waking up um you're in your flat, get a phone call, um, they say, you know, go do XYZ, you know, like, okay, cool. Um and then when you outside your a place it's a package and it's got like a mask in, um, and it says like, you know, it's basically insinuating that you got you're gonna go kill someone and you're wearing this mask, <laughs> this booster mask. Um so what I love here as well is like the car is like a fucking DeLorean or something like that. Um it's like a pure eighties, like future car, it's quite funny. Um so uh yeah, as we said, you, when you go into these levels, you walk around, you kill everyone, um, you knock them out, it's very, very bloody, very, very cool. You get points as well, points being prizes. Um, but yeah, at the end of each level, what I also quite like is that it makes you go back through the way you came. So mm-hmm. it, what's really nice is, is that added thing of just being like, you're looking through all the carnage that you've just done. It's an extra reminder about what you've done basically it's like a victory lap it's like a victory lap but it's i think it's also supposed to be disturbing oh. as in like <laughs> you're walking past all like the dead bodies and all the blood like that you've just caused um right yeah and it's to make you kind of reflect on it maybe a little bit um, basket, which
3: whichever way, are, uh, which
0: way you want to go yeah exactly um and then you have these little bits which um he like uh, meets a shopkeeper He's this bearded guy who seems quite nice, basically. Um, he says, oh, I'm sorry about your girlfriend. You know, you, you don't look well. I hope you're alright." Have all this, have a, something for free. Um, and then you'll get a few of these as we go on, but it's always the same character, no matter where he works. Um, and he's always like, well, until near the end, but we'll get to that. And he's always like, hey, man, like, you know, oh God, it's a real tough time out there. But, you know, here, take this for free. It's on the house, or whatever. And you're like, oh, this guy's like a nice guy. Um, but yeah, to begin with, you're just going into a shop, you're buying whatever snack and you're kind of going out.
3: So it's all fairly normal. Um, so who does this guy, so I, I don't know quite where this is going. The end, I didn't watch all all the way through to that point. I just, I just assumed that he is like a middleman who's basically paying him off. Oh yeah, maybe. I didn't think of it like that. You could see it like that. Yeah. It's kind of like, there's a pizza here for you on the house. Mm. I assume there's probably like money or whatever in the pizza box. And he's like, got, a, uh, got a, a very nice film for you that you'll enjoy when he's working in the video shop. So I'm thinking, could okay, be. a box full of money. That Well, that might show my ignorance then
0: because that would, that would make sense. Um, yeah. I didn't even think of it like that, um, but yeah. Yeah, he's just giving him stuff. I just thought of it as in like, he's like, oh, I just killed a bunch of people. I just want to get a drink or like I want to have something to eat. Um, Because it's not really indicated why he's doing it. And I think that's also part of it. So if it's the fact that he's like getting paid for it through these means, that would um, make sense. So yeah, that's good. Good observation. Um, But yeah, you don't know that for sure. They don't actually say anything, but yeah, that's... That's
3: cool. Well, yeah. So is he kind of like, yeah. Is he kind of more, more complicit or is he Well, that's
0: it. being it played. Yeah, you don't know. And this is why it's kind of like taking that kite. You know, there's nothing really happening that much by this point, but it feels a little odd and weird. Like, who is this guy? Like, why is he doing this? Like, and he says like weird stuff and he obviously knows you. Um, it's like, I haven't seen you here for a while and all this. So, um, yeah, you don't know what his deal is. And also I'm a little bit dubious of people that give me free stuff anyway. Um so that probably adds to it. Um then basically you kind of go through these levels. Um, yeah, you got it's like as you said, there's like a movie rental, pizza place. Um at one point he saves basically this drugged up girl on this bed um from like some movie producer or something. Um you save her, you take her out, um, take her back home with you, and then throughout the rest of that game, she kind of you know, she sleeps on your couch, she starts getting up, she starts like, you know, getting back to health by the looks of it. Um, but yeah, at first she's all like spacey and drugging and weird, it's just like, oh, just kill me, just end it. Um yeah, and then you've kind of got these little cool bits in the level as well, at uh, different levels as well. Like there's one bit where they're like, Oh, um, one of our people got caught or something, finished the job, um, and then you go and there's a guy like attached to a bomb. So when you shoot him, <laughs> he explodes. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you so- go Yeah, really satisfying. Um, Yeah, and then as you kind of go along, uh, stuff starts getting a bit more fucked up. So when you go back to the store, there's like a dead guy just in front of it. Um, And you're like, that's that's horrible. Um, And then you also start noticing um, like a guy in green, like a caretaker who just looks fucking weird. He's like hoovering or mopping up just around in the levels or like in your flat. And he looks all like creepy and they make a point of it. Um, he's like some fucking weirdo. Um, and you're like, okay. So, and then, but you're still, you're going through the levels. You're like, there's like guys sitting on the toilet that you're shooting um, and stuff like that. And you do, you know, you're doing the game bits. Um, and then, yeah, he gets these little like newspaper clippings um, and they're talking about these people in masks, killing people, more crime, drug drug gangs, blah, blah, blah. It's to do with the Russian mafia or whatever and things like that. Um and I, I was wondering is it like are they talking about him or are they talking about you know because obviously we've seen those people in the masks is it like them or is it are they all me or is it there's just loads of people out there in these masks doing the same kind of thing that i'm doing yeah Do you know what i mean and yeah, you just, yeah. you're like not really sure what
1: this is saying um
3: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I like to think that a lot of it is him. (laughs) Reports of his own actions getting back to him.
0: Yeah, and he's kind of keeping track of it as well, um, which is quite cool. Um, So yeah, you do a few more of these levels. They get obviously a bit more intricate, a bit harder and, and all this as you kind of go along. Um, and then there's one point where you, um, uh, you come against like a biker character in a biker helmet. And he's like on this computer, um, uh, you know, do, doing whatever. Yeah. Cause you get a phone call when, at the end of one level. They're like, Oh yeah, there's a prank caller from this other place. You gotta go kill him. Like, okay. But as you walk through, like everyone's dead. So someone's already come in and killed everyone. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is weird. And then, yeah, you come in and this is biker guy. And he's like, Oh <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of here, whatever. And then you basically go to fight him and he's got like a knife and he's quite fast. He's a bit of a boss battle basically. Um, And anyway, um, you, it's important for a reason, which we'll come on to later, but you basically kill him. Um, And you're like, okay, well that's done. Um, But you're a bit like, that was weird. Like he's an actual character and he's like hacking into something, into the phone lines, whatever, you know, that's strange, but it kind of, makes sense because of what you're doing. Um, you know, the phone calls that you're getting and whatever. Um, and then, yeah, so you have a few more levels. Um, you're, there's like a nightclub level, which is really cool. Um, if you remember seeing that, um, there's a few of those that come towards the end. Um, but yeah, as you're kind of doing more of these levels, the shops that you're going to, there starts to be, um, like dead bodies on the floor that suddenly like disappear something and they're like oh did you see that did it go whatever and you're like okay it's getting more and more surreal more and more nightmarish and horrible and like the people that he's killing are starting to like be um that you're killing are starting to like appear um and all this and then suddenly your screen starts like going like like an old tv so it's kind of breaking down that fourth wall as in like you know like you're you playing the game is starting to yeah. get interrupted, um, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah. Always like stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, and then it comes to one point where you find that there's, it's basically like bald guy covered in blood. Who's now working in all these shops that you're going to. And he's just like, get out or we're closed. Or, you know, I think you should leave buddy kind of thing. But he looks like fucking psychotic. Um, and there's one point, I think uh, maybe a couple of points where you see like the dead body of the bearded guy, like just on the floor, like behind the counter. Um, and so, yeah, he's like killing all of your like friends or whatever, if you want to call him that. Um, yeah, it's getting a bit more fucked up. Um, and then there's also one bit, excuse me, during the level where someone climbs out of a van and they're like, oh, help me, help me. And then you've got the, and then it does, he's like, Quick cuts of you killing the person, beating the shit out of them, and then setting them on fire. <laughs> and it was just like, "Okay, this is getting like this is quite horrible now." Um, and I think it's after that bit you go you go home back to your flat, and your girlfriend's like just dead in the toilet, and you're oh, just man. like, oh, fuck!" And then you go into the lounge, and there's some guy in a rat mask. He's like, "Oh, you're back, hey!" Um, and he just shoots you dead. And and then it goes even more nightmarish and you see, um, you like wake up again and then you see just your body where you've just been shot. And then it talks about like, Oh, there's like a warm bed waiting for you or something like that. And then you're suddenly like in this, um, like hospital outfit, I guess. And you walk up and you see like your body in like a hospital bed. um, yeah. yeah. And it's weird. Um, and so then what's all that about then? And then you uh, blow your head off, you kill yourself. And then you find out it cuts to a hospital and you're in a coma. The whole thing has just been some fucking coma dream, um, in your head. Um, and then you're overhearing like, what they're talking about. Well, I don't know if you're over, well, yeah, I suppose you are overhearing it because he wakes up after this, but they say how the girlfriend is dead. He's been like this for ages. He's the only guy that can identify the killer um, and he's like, they're like, oh, he's locked up, um, but we're going to have to let him go soon because um, you know, this guy needs to hurry up and wake up basically. Um, so so yeah, all the Jacob's all, ladder thing. Yeah, exactly. And then you wake up at your coma, you basically break out of the hospital, um, you go back to your place, so you change into your like normal clothes you see like the white outline of where your girlfriend was in the toilet, um, in the bathroom. Everything's like all horrible and bloody. It's like a crime scene, obviously. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's really like a bit nasty. Yeah. Um, and then you, and then the phone and then rings. This, then this bit, well, the phone doesn't ring. The fifth bit's cool. Um, does the phone ring? No, oh, you I don't understand it. Just lying. Just lying. Um, and then you basically go to the police station and you, you, kill every single policeman. It's like Terminator. Like when he goes to me and you're just walking through, you're just killing everyone, um, to get to this guy who killed your girlfriend. Um, and then as you get down there, it's that bald guy that you'd just seen in your coma dream who had killed your mates. Um, you know, who said right. and he's like, yeah, he goes, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like they just told me to do it. It wasn't anything personal. um, I haven't got any answers for you. And he's kind of saying things that you've heard from, you know, the three masked people in your like fever dream thing. Right. Kind of Repeating some of that stuff and some of the stuff that you've heard. it's like, you can, you can ask me a question, but I haven't got an answer. Like I just did it. Like they told me to do it. And you know, that's just, that's just it. Um, Yeah. Uh, He's like, you know, I got the phone calls as well. You've obviously had them um and he's like you know i'm just like you i just went in and killed people whatever um so that's quite
3: cool as well in that it's like it makes sense that all that information would feed into that that kind of horrible dream yeah exactly but also
0: like that thing of he's got a phone call and been told to do it like you don't really know why you've killed any of these people like if he if it was the other way around and he was asking you like why'd you do it you'd be like uh, I don't know. Like the, I got a phone call, and I just went and did it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, but he gives you um, he gives you an address or something, um, and then you can. I think you can either have a choice of killing him or leaving him. Um, it's up to you. But you go to this club, this nightclub, and all these nightclub bits are really cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the owner's like, oh, "Okay, I won't, you know, I'll, I'll give you the address." And he gives you another address. Um, and then you turn up, you kill this, um, yeah, you kill this guy and these honchos, um, honchos, is that a word? Henchmen. Henchmen. <laughs> Henchmen. What's a honcho? Head, hon- head honcho? head honcho. Head honcho. Yeah, okay, right, true. Um, that's probably where I've got it from. And I love the music here, like, throughout. I know we've, you know, we kind of come onto it later, but it's like super distorted and really gritty and angry. Because obviously this is kind of like, you're on a revenge trip now. Um, And this guy's like shooting machine guns and you're trying to like get, um, get another gun, I think from the middle. Um, but then he's just like, Oh, I can see how this ends. And then he just blows his head off. (laughs) So you're like, you don't even really get a boss battle. Um, then you get a phone call and it's like, Hey, keep the noise down, down there. Jesus trying to get some sleep. Um, and then you go up in a lift and it's just some old guy in a wheelchair. And, uh, yeah, you (laughs) shoot the old man basically in his face he dies, you take your mask off and have a cigarette on the balcony. Um, and that's basically, (laughs) that's kind of the end, but it isn't because then suddenly you're given a flashback to the biker guy that you saw earlier. Remember that biker guy? I do. You took into that thing. Um, and he's like in the middle of like beating someone up. He's like, you know, he's basically complaining that he's bored of killing. Like, he's like, I want some excitement, but it's ridiculous. I want out. I'm bored of this and all that. And the guy's like, I don't know what you could do. (laughs) Like, I'm just some guy, like whatever. Um, And so now you get uh, your biker guy. He's a bit more quicker um, and he's got a knife as well, which is very useful. You can throw them and stab with them and stuff. Um, So it kind of adds a bit, you kind of mix it up a little bit um, in terms of the gameplay here. Um, And there's some kind of, they start talking about some kind of political undertones or whatever, but you're not quite you're not quite sure. And I'm still not quite sure by the end. Um, but then, yeah, you get to that bit where, uh, you, um, you know, you killed the biker guy, but now obviously you're the biker. And then, but it's a bit different this time because you kill jacket. Um, the character So that's weird. So it's like, okay, that was strange. So what happens now? Um, and then you escape. And then basically you find out that this cleaning crew that you've seen around, um, yeah, uh, I did it. Basically, um, they're the ones that uh, have set up this whole thing. Apparently, have been making the phone calls, and that, um, and now you can get kind of two different endings here. You can either, if you found like certain scrapbook bits or something throughout the levels, you can basically work out their code. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, okay, cool. We're part of like we're patriots. We're all about. Um, we want to get rid of the Russians and the Russian America alliance and all this stuff and so that's why we're trying to fuck everything up and all this um, apparently if you don't find all the all this stuff they're just like i don't know we were bored and i think that's the ending that i i've had um they're like they're like yeah we know we just got people to kill each other cuz why not cuz we can um but yeah if you get the the political ending if you find all the stuff um about how like yeah they're doing it for they're doing it for america yo um, god
3: yeah, you want, that's the ending you want. You don't. That other endings start deflating. Yeah, a little bit deflating. Um, and then you kill them, and that's it.
0: Um, but yeah, they talk about what's it called? Uh, I've got it here. Fifty blessings. Um, yeah, and they've basically been using. You might notice that there's, there's these like newsletters that go out. You see in your flat, and basically been using this membership to carry out the killings. Um, yeah, to stop the, this relationship between the Soviet Union and the United States. Um,
3: nice. I and like that it, it ties back to that good old like 80s cold war um yeah paranoia. Exactly. <laughs> yeah and I think part of it as well
0: um is that and to do with the old man and all this stuff is that there's always someone else like I think that's part of the narrative is that you'll never reach there is no end boss do you know what I mean yeah like, okay yeah because the cleaners are like oh we're just the tip of the iceberg yeah it's like there's always like a bigger thing you think you kill the head honcho you get the killer and then he goes to the club, and then he works for someone else and he works for someone else and he works for someone else.
3: Um, yeah, it's just like nonstop. Um, I was going to say, you know, so much bloodshed, so much of it enjoyable, but why did the old man have to die? Just an old man in a, chair, in a wheelchair. Well, he was apparently in
0: charge of it all, but uh, at the same time he wasn't. Um, but yeah, those two like cleaner guys, um, I have a feeling that they're supposed to be the two developers. Um, ha! Huh. Which would uh, that's make sense. the
3: right way. Uh, right. A fun way to write yourself into a game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but so, yeah, that's, that's basically the plot. Um, but it is, for me, super fun. I liked how surreal and nightmarish and horrible it was, even towards the end. Because even the fact that, you know, you're the biker and you kill who you've just been playing as, like, just fucks up that narrative as well. And it doesn't try and explain it or anything like that. It's just like, I don't know, just believe what you want. You know, what story, what story do you want? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's up to you. Um, yeah. And I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, the style of it is cool. I love how, the pace of it. And the fact that, as you said, like, um, you know, you, you, it gives you that opportunity to kind of experiment more with how you want to um, play a level. Um, and yeah, you get a little bit further each time you're learning a little bit more, um and it's yeah, it's kind of like a puzzle game in its own weird, violent way. Um and it's just cool to yeah. play. It's just really addictive to actually just sit and play it. Um, let alone all the cool stuff that kind of sits in between it and all that the synthwave shit that surrounds it.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe we should talk about that synthwave shit. Mm. Because <laughs> that seems like such a big part of the game. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: yeah, uh, so I don't understand, like, so yeah, synthwave, obviously, um, drive was very synthwave and that's a big, uh, big part of it, but they've got some like pretty cool stuff. So I should say that this is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite game soundtrack, um, or soundtrack to a game, I should say ever. Um, I know you can get, uh, I don't know, did you do any uh, research on the final stuff?
3: I did, but if you want to know about that, then you have to come to nerds corner. Okay. Let's go there right now. So yeah, the soundtrack was originally released uh, MP3 in 2013, um, but they did press it to vinyl on uh, Laced Records Yeah, uh, laced. 2016, and they did a repress in 2017, and the repress seems to be exactly the same. It's even the same colours, um, and it looks like a really nice package. It's, um, it's three discs. So you've got this kind of like trifold gatefold sleeve mm-hmm. and each panel's got one of the, um, like masks basically. Yeah. You've got horse, the rooster and the owl. Um, it's on like red vinyl and yellow kind of like neon looks like a highlighter kind of color. Mm-hmm. So it's like really brash, funky in your face packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the, one of the discs is black as well. um, Loads of people saying really great pressing, sounds really good. The cheapest you can get <laughs> the original pressing at the moment on Discogs, there's only one copy for sale uh, for £289. Yeah,
0: it is so rare. So, because I started, well, as you know, with my um, records and stuff again. Um, that has been one of my holy grails. Um, oh, really, yeah. And the, when I look into it, it is just super rare, and people are dying for another repress because, um, yeah, they keep getting snapped up, uh, very quickly. Well, there, was, as you can imagine.
3: there was only 5,000 copies of this first pressing, mm. apparently, it was a uh, Kickstarter thing. Oh, really? Okay. And then the second pressing, um, can't see how many were pressed but even that the cheapest one for sale at the moment is 209 pounds
0: yeah
3: it's crazy uh, like the the average selling price of that is 180 quid yeah and the average of the first press is 213 quid yeah. that, that's more than like rare Nirvana records or yeah that's how much people want it i
0: mean I know, yeah. it's music is such a big the music's great. It's so well selected, obviously by um, the developers. Yeah, um, and I know. I think I I did read somewhere. I should maybe <laughs> do a bit more research on that. That they did pay like a fair chunk of money to get these songs, but they were like, "It's worth it." Like,
3: yeah, it makes sense because I thought, I mean, just adds such a different element, extra element to the game. Mm. And do you know any of these artists? So yeah, we've got. Well, we've we've talked about Perturbator before. I thought I recognized that name. Yeah. What was uh, that from?
0: Yeah, we did it. We did a hit and shit um, a while back, and he was. Uh, I can't remember which song I chose, um, but yeah, uh, he, he's a big deal. Um, he's probably the biggest name on there. Um, I uh, listen to this album a lot, so I'm fairly familiar now with um, a lot of these. But the, my other favorite one is. I don't even know if you say it this way, but Moon. Um, I presume so. Um, they were. I don't know, like fairly. I mean, people know them for this, really, but okay. um, but yeah, I'd already kind of heard of them. Perturbator, the big ones, and the other people I'd never heard of, but um, they're really, really good. The whole album um, is great, and it's well, worth uh, it's worth checking out definitely.
3: Those other artists: Sonaraw, Jasper Byrne, Elliot's Berlin scattle yeah eric circa yeah el Huevo and coconuts yes yeah. so, i um. i started listening to this i really enjoyed it um but of course the first song which is horse stepping yeah it's, the- uh, it's 10 minutes long so um most of the time, I dedicated to listening to this album. They get get eaten up by horse stepping, but yeah. I really, I really liked that. It's it's a bit different, actually, to some of the other stuff. It's just like a kind of like ambient dream, yeah, bit texture bit kind of thing.
0: Yeah, so they use that quite often in the game. Um,
3: really nice. People, yeah, probably maybe it's
0: like ten minutes, but yeah,
3: yeah, it's nice. Um, where, how, what's going to happen then if this is one of your Holy Grail
0: records? I don't know. I have to wait for a repress, but not I? Oh yeah. But the thing is, it's that I have the same problem with Hotline Miami 2, which is also great. <laughs> and that's a great soundtrack, and it's the same problem. Um, but yeah, it is great. And yeah, like Hotline Miami 2, um, I guess we should talk about that a little bit. It was released 2015. Um it's kind of a sequel in terms of the story. Yep. Um it's much longer. Um, and I don't think that was a good thing because I got a bit tired of it by the end. And they try and open out the gameplay a little bit more. I believe it also came with a map editor. Um, so you could do your own maps. Huh. Um, but uh, yeah, it kind of they kind of fl- flick around in time a little bit. So they've got, um, I think it's like the Vietnam War is part of it and all this. And they try and do like a more bigger story with it. And right. for me, it kind of falls, a bit. it becomes a bit try hard. It falls a bit flat. And I really liked with this first game, the fact that it felt very succinct, very hard fast you're in and you're out um like you could do that entire game in like a couple of hours basically um it's no biggie but i believe like hotline mammy 2 it was a bit bigger chunk of your time and it kind of got to a point where doing those kind of levels and that kind of gameplay yeah you can only really sustain for like a short amount of time before you're like Ugh, a bit burned another out another one yeah like yeah. this um oh that's a shame yeah, it was still good and it's still got a really good soundtrack and there's still some really good bits in it. But um, I was like, yeah, they've tried to make the, this the big sequel um, and it just didn't have nearly the same impact as, the, as
3: this one, first one. Hotline so. Miami 3?
0: I think they stopped. I think the two of them were like, yeah, we're done. Um, and I'm they surprised talk-
3: another developer or another uh, like games publisher hasn't picked it up and just kind of like reskinned it or something with a different theme. Like you could easily do some kind yeah. of like like mon- killing monsters or something in castles and dungeons and things. <laughs>
0: yeah, true. I mean, like you still can get that like 16-bit, I suppose maybe it is, um, aesthetic uh, games thing. And also, as I said, like it's kind of like a roguelike. So roguelike um, is basically where uh, it's just, you're almost playing the same game again and again, but each each time you get a little bit further you Get more um, experience. Maybe you've unlocked something, maybe you've unlocked a door, maybe you've been granted a new ability. But essentially, you're kind of like starting the game again um, yeah. each time that you die. Um, so it's not quite like that because it's still levels and things like that. But um, and that's also usually got a very fast uh, refresh rate um, in terms of the game. So I don't know. So I don't know. If, not that that started it or anything like that, but um, not at all. But I feel like people have kind of taken that aesthetic, done something similar and all this, but it's not, Hotline Miami definitely stands like on its own in terms of, you know, no one's kind of gone like the surreal route with it, if you know what I mean. But yeah, you're right. Like it's not, it's not really, it's something that's quite simple that people could easily just rip off. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's quite done it. Um, Or maybe they have, and I'm not aware of it. I don't know. But
3: yeah. If there are other similar games out there, do hit us up and let us know exactly um so yeah i think
0: that's it for hotline miami um but yeah i really really enjoy this game i do think it is odd came out of nowhere made really cheap did really really well um like sold a lot i believe i I haven't got many in front of me here but you know it's done really well and you can get it on everything you get the hotline miami collection which is one and two um and you can get it for everything switch stravia whatever it's called stadia sorry um uh, and yeah, any any other platforms, your PlayStations, your Xboxes, whatever. Um, and yeah, as I said, it's a couple of hours, but you can smash it out and do it in one sitting if you really wanted. Um, it's worth doing.
3: Lovely. Well, I'm gonna get straight onto my phone. Wait for the call. Maybe I'll get a cryptic summoning to uh, clean up some some trash. Yeah, well, yeah, just stay away from my
0: house <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll try and stay away from the doors um, cool alright uh, well that's it guys that's another episode of a cast um, over and out um, thanks everyone for listening and uh, yeah I guess we'll see you on the next one stay odd people bye thank you for listening to oddcast movies music and gaming if you want to get in touch with us or get a movie album or game put on our list to discuss then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a podcast at gmail.com this is part of a new winter podcast network so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows you can also follow us on instagram at anewwinter twitter at winter, and you can head on over to our patreon page patreon.com slash anewwinter thanks for listening and see you again soon